What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am your host, Shiz Lansky, and welcome to a new episode of Off the Top Row Podcast. Sorry for the late inconvenience today, which is really one of those busy days, and then I have my nephew. I have really seen my nephew the last like, few weeks ever since this whole coronavirus happened, so I'm glad to really see that he was okay. So, but we're going to get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to follow up on last night, Friday Night Smackdown, live from the performance center, from an empty arena, once again. Through this whole COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus bullshit. But as we move forward, I want to give a special shout out to Anchor. The Anchor Podcast app and Anchor.fm. You can go and make your own podcast yourself. Customization tools it comes with. And it helps distribute your own podcast show to Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, the whole nine yards. Believe me when I say it, the greatest experience I ever had. Check it out. Download it on any damn phone and computer. Anchor.fm or go to Google, Google Play, or go to iTunes. Anchor. Trust me. So we're going to move forward. Um, we're going to open up the show with Bailey. Bailey and Sasha Banks coming to the ring, obviously from last week. They were still not happy about Paige's little announcement about the whole six-pack challenge. And they're just giving it a rough and talk about all oh, this is injustice, trying to get the title, blah, 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 all that crap. Just a regular, regular promo. Lacey Everything interrupts them, comes out, walks into the ramp. Into the ring, she talks to trash, talking to trash about the both of them, how that time is going to come home with her. Then she gets interrupted by Naomi. She comes out, walks down the ramp, gets in the ring, talks her shit, uh, talks her stuff. Then after she talks her piece, we see Tamina comes out, and the key words from her because we haven't seen it on TV in a long period of time. Her key words was actions be sliding the words. Right there, very boy. She headbutts Naomi and super kicks Lacey Evans. Boom. Then we just see Bailey and Sasha Banks picking uh, picking off the scraps and clipping them both. So they bump into Tamina, but nothing happens. It's just a straight hesitant resistance. Back it off. Let it go. We'll see you at WrestleMania. Good way to put Tamina back in. We haven't seen her on TV, but I wonder what's going to happen with um, the replacement for Dana Brooke. So, I don't know what's really going to happen with that. Apparently, she's not feeling too well. Um, maybe she has it. I don't know. They haven't confirmed it. And several other superstars. So, the whole car is actually being changed. Well, last because it's already pre-recorded. How could they change it? We'll see what WWE does in the next few days. The first match of the night, though, was Drew Gulak representing Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And he's been coming by Cesaro. Sammy Z is on the comedy table. Of course he's going to talk his smack. There's no way. There's no way Drew Gulak is going to be this man, the former Intercontinental Champion. It's going to be him. So this man over here can face me. There's no way. But this was a great match nonetheless. 15 to 17 minutes wise. 
which is very creative to win. And the winner was Drew Gulak. He gets the win by a pinfall using an underbridge roll-up tactic. That's actually pretty clever, but I still almost count that as a roll-up, but, you know, that gave a lot of excuse because of the, um, the way that he contorted his body to make it seem like it was like an underbridge and it was meant to be, but nah, it was supposed to be a small package, though, and roll-up by the tights. If you look at it from a heel's point of view, he could have done that. Nonetheless... I get that three and a half stars. I like that match. I like the chemistry. I like the flow of the match. And, of course, Sami Zayn just talking his smack <laughs> on the commentary table, which was pretty nice touch for them as well. So, I-, I actually highly applaud that one. Well, decently applauded, let's just say less. Moving on to the next segment, which was the recap from last week's Otis Freakout. Of Ziggler, Miz, and Morrison for last week in getting disqualified for the costing the team the victory. Comes back to backstage. Ziggler's backstage talking. But then Otis approaches him. Ziggler runs. Now, Otis is still feeded up from last week. He's trying to get to him. No, no, no. Tucker's trying to stop him, calm him down, calm him down. He's like, you know what? You gotta save, save all this energy for WrestleMania. So finally, we're really going to see this match over WrestleMania. It's about fucking time. Yeah, so I give this segment a B. Now it's just quick and easy. Get straight to the damn point. You don't have to do that much talking to fill in the rest of the blanks and corner the story. Great. The next segment itself was Elias who was performing the song, Disrespected Baron Corbin, on top of a dark out platform. Now this platform... It's decently high. It's probably like six, 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 like six to eight feet. So, pretty decent little drop. Barry Corbin attacks him from behind. Elias is hanging over the platform, hanging up on the railing, and he gets smacked. And he's smacked in the head by Barry Corbin with his little gold baton. Elias falls from the top platform to the floor. Now he's, now he's banged up. Now, he's banged up. He's being carted out of the arena. Michael Cole gives an update that the match now is now in jeopardy. I don't know why they're really doing with this match. Jesus Christ. It wasn't really a real rivalry to begin with. It was supposed to be Rock Kalki, but as we all know, he ain't ready. He's not going to be ready for a little bit right now until they get him more comfortable in that ring. So they need to start pulling some shit out there. asking about that fast. I give this a C. Wasn't, like I said, I'm not really too fan of the rivalry. Plus, you know, this is something just to fill in for TV time for them right now. All that SmackDown program. Going to the next segment, which was the second match of the night. Alexa Bliss versus my main girl, Asuka. Asuka-chan! Oh, this was a pretty good match. Pretty good match. Except... The only key thing, oh my god, was Nikki Cross. She had to work on her promos and work on her speech a little bit more. I just feel like if you, I mean, maybe it's just a hard accent, or it's just maybe they don't know what they're doing about her dialogue to having it sound convincing. It, it's not convincing enough. It sounds so itchy. It's just so distorted. Ugh. If y'all would understand what I'm talking about, 
you're ugh, Jesus, like, there's no way, like, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, this wasn't even about her, this was Nick, it was about Alexa Bliss getting her revenge on Oscar for last week. Which she did. And she won the match within 13, 13 to 15 minutes. She wins by pinfall, nonetheless. So she won clean. She reverses the Oscar lock into a pin combination. One, two, three. So, because of that, because of the 50 booking. And how it's going to play out when it comes to the women's tag team championships. The one thing I kind of don't understand was where was Kyrie Sane in all this? <laughs> you know, if Oscar's somewhere, Kyrie's not too far behind. It's not a two on one situation. But nonetheless, I gave it 3.25 stars. It was a de- it was a decent match involving one person that I that I'm a fan of. The other one I'm I'm telling I'm telling you not. But in a sense where it builds up to a small little rivalry that at least is filling some some holes or some TV times that we get stuff together, then that's fine. The next segment was a WrestleMania 31 recap replay of Triple H defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Roman Reigns. <laughs> Basically a dub. Next. Then we cut to backstage and then we see Kofi, uh, Kofi Kingston and Biggie. Custom promo backstage, calling for their victory so they can go on the WrestleMania to become the eight-time World Tag Team Champions. So we're gonna see what happens next. We don't know. They cut from a commercial break, coming back with another backstage promo. Now we had Dolph Ziggler again, so we're out talking to Sonya Deville. I don't know what these two were talking about. Sound mysterious to me. Especially from the whole way that the whole oldest storyline is going right now. This is all inside planning, dog. Period. Bar none. Shout out to my man Oldest, by the way. Now, Mandy Rose comes out of nowhere. Wants to talk to, you know, wants to talk to Ziggler. She checks him about Oldest. You, uh, you need to stop this. And you can't be rubbing the foes in his face like that. Like, this is disrespectful, my, you know, my G. That makes it even worse. And then now, I don't want the both. Now she don't want the both of them fighting over her like she like she's the type of prize. Have y'all seen Mandy Rose? She's a baddie. Who else? Who else would not be in these guys' shoes if any ethnicity whatsoever? That pretty much is the same story. This is all. This is all a man thing. So she can't reach. So she can't really say that. <laughs> but Ziggler agrees to the whole thing. And, but we all know how he is. Why do you think his whole Instagram and Twitter is Hill Ziggler? <laughs> so, sooner or later, things are going to start unraveling. They're always, hopefully, he he triumphs and he gets through this and gets the woman of his dreams. And boom. And maybe if they, maybe if they book it right, maybe if they book it right, I think we just might be able to see a new baby face. A new popular baby face. So on, maybe not mar- marketable, but just will be a face of a company. But definitely marketable if they do it right. Nonetheless, we're gonna move forward. The next segment after that, I think it's like five segments. It was most likely segments that barely matches. But this segment was different. This was the Bray Wyatt, the Fire Fun Fun Firefly Fun House, going to a John Cena. 
Now this is kind of now this is kind of freaked out, but let me just go into it. Bray Wyatt speaks of this his old land from his old gimmick from six years ago, and he's talking and he's talking to Abby, his little girlfriend doll, and the whole speech that he's giving he that he's presented is about winning against John Cena that maybe these guys will have doubt in him, but he does. The why creates this little protein con- protein twisted car- toxin concoction, some toxic concoction, using different weird ingredients, representing the anti the anti traits of John Cena. Plus, he puts his whole friend Rambly Rabbit into the blender too. They kill him. And mixes his own protein shake like that. Drinks a protein shake. As a type of way to say, this is what have me big and strong to face John Cena. But John Cena is going to be playing a whole different set of rules. And then he challenges him to what they call a Fire Fun Fun House. A Firefly Fun House match at WrestleMania. He's going to get John Cena next week to make his own decision. Which more likely we are going to, more likely we are going to face it. But the key question is... How's it going to play out? Is it, I mean, I, from what I'm hearing, from what my theory, is that they're going to put half the match, Bray Wyatt playing himself, and the other half of him being asked to feed himself. So this is all split 50-50, so he, both characters appear on the same um, the, the same match, maybe in the still frame, maybe, maybe not, because... If it's going to create its own movie feel or more cinematic touch to it and not just be like a traditional wrestling match, then it'll be a lot more editing, a lot more production value will, will be seen definitely in this match. But the way that, you know, his whole gimmick itself, it kind of made, it kind of made me turn my stomach. But at the same time, maybe it like his character is designated to make you feel... So twisted, so ill inside, like, ugh. So twisted at first, but then you know what? Maybe there's a sense to his method. Maybe there's a, there's a, a twisted sense of his psychology, nonetheless. And beyond that, it's what exposes it to become the fiend itself. And that's what the old fiend itself is like a split personality trait, a psychopath. That psychopath touches people. And it's, um, I won't say the year of the the anti-hero, but the, it's like the year of the organic, realistic wrestler. True to his character. True to his character, true to himself. So I give it an A-. Now, this is the main event right here. The New Day versus the Usos. And this is the number one contenders match to face Miz and Morrison for the tag titles. And Miz and Morrison comes out before they come out and they have the commentary. Now, let's take a quick guess around the um, park about this. I'm going to give you three three answers. Either A, pinfall, B, submission, or C, disqualification. I'll wait 10 seconds. Nonetheless, 
if you guys think A or B, you guys are wrong. Actually, A probably would have been a good 45% chance, but today, what are we talking about? For a number one contenders match that's normally done by clean pinfalls, this was done by disqualification. So if you pick C, you probably would have been the 2% percentile that actually probably would have gotten that right. But I digress. And because of this, some backstage heat for Miz right now, because I guess he I guess he came in sick. And so maybe they might have to squash that match, or they might have to do a different approach with that match. But nonetheless, Miz and Morrison attacks the both both the teams for for the DQ. Then Michael Cole receives a breaking news announcement that the announcement now that they're going to be defending their tag titles in a triple threat ladder match. Against the Usos and against the New Day. Rather that announcement comes out, the Usos hit. The Usos hit Morrison um, with a super kick. And then Kofi hits the min- the midnight hour on Miz. Now Miz and Morrison roll out, roll, try to regroup on the ramp, walk up, hurt, disdain, and then disbelief. But what's about to transpire at WrestleMania? Basically, they're going to just do... They basically did the similar thing that they did for WrestleMania 2000. The Dougie boys that just came into the company, establishing themselves. And then when it came to the number one contenders match between Edge and Matt Hart, you know, Edge and Christian and the Hardy boys, um, the Dullies interfered in, and basically attacked both teams. So there wasn't no defensive winner. Then Vince made the call of doing a triangle ladder match for the tag team championships. And this is exactly what is happening. Is that we are doing it right here, right now in 2020. 20 years later, nonetheless. So they're going to do a whole recreation of that ladder match. If really want my opinion about that, mm, I just don't like the disqualification ending. To the finish, only because I felt like we got cheated out of something that we needed some like legitimacy, and maybe they didn't want to do too much because of this whole coronavirus. And obviously, you only allow like a certain number of people in the building, so how much more could you really do? So to have six people in the ring, but now one of them is sick, that brings a conflict of interest issues to the match, and for all and for all athletes' health. Where do they stand? How would they even execute the match? Or is the match even going on? But that's how we're going to roll out with the the end of the show. Now, uh, it was just full of segments and a couple of matches. But the main event was the DQ finish. Come on now. At least if you was going to do that, then at least you could have had the Five Five Funhouse be the dead last segment or something. And then at least that could have been uh, representable. That I could have been like, okay, that's a pretty decent one because at least one match is has evolved the stipulations a, a lot more. So it didn't end up the show. If it was like the middle of the show, then cool. But not at the end. Especially especially this is gonna be a main event, then there has to be a winner. Especially for the people that sit that sit and watching this whole the whole live episode of SmackDown at home, they want to see it finish. They don't want to see no not finish, botch finish or disqualifications, especially for the World Contenders match. 
So, I only give this match a 2.5 stars. Period. Bar none. And I'm going to quickly play the fantasy booking game. Y'all know the rules. I pick the segment. I change the segment. And I explain why. It's going to be very, very, very basic. I pre- I basically just said it in, um, in the last like, couple of seconds ago. Um, that i rather have at least... I would just change the um the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse to be the last segment of the night. At least. Cause if you're really gonna do a match as the main event and that's how you're gonna end the show, that felt like the the segment could have had high, high people watch to the deadline end and they would be like, ooh, what's gonna happen next week? They feel that intense. We already seen this combination of tag team action before, so we already adjusted to it. But when it comes to Five Out Funhouse and the way that they've done it for the last like few shows, it worked out well. So I feel like they should have ended that Bray Wyatt Fire Funhouse at the deadline segment of last of, of last night's show. And that's it. Um I wanna take the time out to thank y'all for listening. Thank you guys for supporting us this time. Please share our stuff, man. Share, share, share. We need exposure. We need to grow out the community. We can't do this without y'all. Begging you, please, support the team, support wrestling, support professional wrestling. Not that kayfabe bullshit that people like to talk about from yesterday years ago. I'm talking about real professional wrestling. The stuff that, if you dig a little deeper into the wrestling world, you will see some real stuff. Keep digging. There's still a lot more of great athletes out there. Great athletes out there. Great athletes with great gimmicks and great matches that you'll never forget. I promise you. If you're not a wrestling fan, you just might become one. Just saying. Um, yeah, thank you. Hashtag support OTTR. Hashtag OTTR. Hashtag support local podcasters. Hashtag off the top ropes podcast. Hashtag off the top ropes. Shizlinski here. I'll be seeing y'all Monday with me, Youngblood, and Necro. We'll be recapping Monday Night Raw. Let's see what happens then. Until then, wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be cool. Be with your loved ones. Take care of yourself and each other. Peace.